What's up, everybody? This is Jimmy with the Be Fucking Awesome Show. This week's episode is brought to you by DivineAndSexy.com. Get up to 90% off retail prices from name brand clothing, shoes, makeup, hygiene, and more. DivineAndSexy.com, now accepting afterpay. Man, if you're like me and you're getting old, you start feeling it in the morning, right when you wake up, you got the snap, crackle, pops, everything hurts, you don't want to stand up, but you have to. The only thing that's really helped me is CBD. I'm not going to lie, you guys, I've tried a bunch, and the only one that I found that actually is like geared towards people who have a little bit more of an active lifestyle, which could be anybody, because if it's geared towards people with athletic lifestyles, it can be geared towards people without that is Chief CBD. Look them up on Instagram, Chief CBD, or go to their website, Chief CBD Co. They've got a sleep blend, they've got a recovery blend, they've got a really good balm that you can rub all over your body to make yourself feel pretty damn good. I, I would just suggest doing it where you're inflamed and in pain, but you can rub it all over your body. It's totally fine. Chief CBD Co. has been a lifesaver in my little adventures here in workout land and i know that they can definitely help you out too so enter the code bfa10 at checkout for 10 percent off and uh don't forget to tell everybody else about it as well if you know me you know that i love a good pair of athletic leggings no i don't wear them not yet maybe i should i'd probably make my pilates go a lot better but until these guys come out with their uh, male line their man line whatever you want to call it um i'm stuck with basketball shorts but I'm pretty jealous because April just got a pair of the leggings from VitaNovaAthletics.com and they look super amazing on her, but they feel so soft. Oh, I just want a pair. Maybe I'll just get a pair and wear them anyway. She also got a strappy sports bra thing to help support her boobies while she's working out and it looks really fucking cute on her. It's good fashion wear, it's good action wear, whatever you want to do with it. You can wear it to the mall, you can wear it to a black tie event, you can wear it anywhere the grocery store whatever you want to do our friend ashley over there at uh, vitanovaathletics.com has done a wonderful job with this thing enter the code bfa10 at checkout for ten dollars off let her know that you heard it here and let's support local and as always please subscribe please like please share please comment please review the the podcast on apple podcast and spotify it helps us get to where we want to be and we want to be right here with you guys Yo, 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 what up, bro? Hey, hey, what's up, my man? What you doing? I just was calling to tell you I think you're awesome. Oh, that's awesome of you. But really, it's you that's awesome. No, man, I'm the one who called you, so that means you're the awesome one. No, 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 man. Okay, there's like Zach Galifianakis hangover awesome, and then there's Zach Galifianakis out cold awesome. You are freaking Okay, all right. Listen, I appreciate that's super flattering, but I'm I'm telling you, I called you to tell you that you are fucking awesome. That's right. Yeah. I felt like I just messed that up. Did I mess that up just now? Anyways, welcome guys. Welcome. You messed up saying yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a little bit before all that. I thought for sure I was like, oh, welcome to the podcast. April's already fucking shit up. (laughs) You didn't even start talking yet. Oh, I, that, I had made some noises and some is that things. How and so... high you are right now? <laughs> no, I just had said some things and stuff when things Wait were going second. on. Did I just? <laughs> I swear I just re- recited the I Declaration mean, of Independence. That's and I didn't normal mean to do that. for me. That isn't like a stoner brain. What are you talking about? No, I just had made some noises and some other sounds during some moments of I've the music. I've never heard you question if you like were speaking or something before you spoke. <laughs> 
And you're like, wait, did I mess that up? But Welcome to the show, everybody. It's like, no, all right. April's <laughs> taking over this one. Go for it, babe. Will you? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's all right, babe. You can mess up once in a while. I mess up all the time. <laughs> I just have conversations with myself, and I just, I think they just come out. And then I'm just having it with other people, and they're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think it's mostly... Happens I think all it's, the time. I think it's quarantine, because you have a dog and a child to talk to. So you just like, for any adult interaction, you have to talk to yourself. I think it's before. Like, sometimes I'll just come out and start talking about something, and people are like, wait... You didn't start like at a beginning of like why you're talking about what you're talking Where about. Where are we in this conversation? <laughs> yeah. I do fine. that all the time, don't I? I don't know. I don't pay attention half the time. Right. I just feel like I, I start talking to myself and then I bring it up and like, oh yeah, da, da, da. and he'll be like, who, what, are, who, like, what is the person or topic you're speaking of? And I'm like, well, oh, most of the time. oh, because this happened. That's why I'm talking well, about it's this. Like, and he's in, like, oh, okay. It's like just in there just a little bit ago when I was taking measurements and stuff like that. Like, you <laughs> sat, I was having a conversation with Lindsay and then you sat down and started talking and I'm like, what are you saying? You're like, oh, I'm just I had, talking about a tip talk. I didn't, I'm like, oh, well, then keep it in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, that one, I, well, that one's on a lower extreme or a lesser because I'm just talking to myself and uttering, but usually I'll come out and start speaking sentences to people and they're like, I don't fucking, like, what's happening? <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it is all right. I don't, you know, I can't be any other way. I've decided I don't know how to, <laughs> there's just nothing I can do. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there's no, I don't, wrong with it. I don't give a shit. I'm just saying like, sorry, <laughs> get what you get. Yeah, nothing wrong with it whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Be Fucking Awesome show. Yes, welcome. Ow. Welcome, welcome. We have a special guest in studio today. It's like another third co-host. I'm, I'm getting used to this, having people in studio rather than Zoom call stuff. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's more like official. Like if we're oh, all it's in here. super yeah. official. Sure. Super official, bit, yeah. super intimate, you if don't you will. have to depend on the technology. Yeah, I mean, I liked the Zoom calls we did. They were great, but it's just sometimes like it freezes for a sec, and then you're like, "Wait, what was that?" Just and then you start talking over each other and stuff, and it's a little bit, it's a little hard. At least here we have eye contact. I'm in the flesh, you guys. Yeah, she you are. In the, oh yeah, in the flesh. Lindsay's in the flesh. Everybody, this is Lindsay. <laughs> Say hi, Lindsay. Hi. Lindsay is uh, part of the Hot Mess Moms. Um, is it Hot Mess Moms or Hot Mess Mamas? I never know. Tales There's like, of the Hot Mess Moms podcast. Yeah, she's uh, her and April and then our friend Amanda do that podcast. You can find that on iTunes and Spotify yes. and Stitcher as well as this program. It's all under the uh, same umbrella. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we've been wanting to have Lindsay come onto the show ever since we started planning it because as everybody knows, this is the Be Fucking Awesome show. We like to talk to people who are fucking awesome. And uh, sometimes people start out life not too fucking awesome, and then they turn it around. And that's <laughs> pretty much what I did. That's what April's done. That's what a lot of people have done. You know, we've had a we've had a our fun, you know, mess up lifetimes. You know, figure out figure shit out, get a couple DUIs. You know, have a good time, and then you figure it out and try to figure try to try to see where you can go with life, and yeah. try to see how you can make it totally. better. See how you can make it uh, more lively and just try to be fucking happy. And still get drunk and have fun. But, you know, just adult-wise. Right. Be responsible. <laughs> no, well, I'm yeah, just you, still, you don't even have to drink, but, you, you can know. still get drunk and have fun. Just, sure you have just fun. don't yeah. drive. Or anything yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah. Keep paying your bills and taking care of your family. <laughs> I tell you what, it pissed me off when, like, Uber started, like, six months after I got my second DUI. 
That was like the worst thing in the world. You're like, what kind of shit is this? Yeah, well, I know there were still always, taxis, but those well, were we so call taxis and stuff like that. But so we lived expensive. far enough away where taxis just to get to us to go anywhere cool, it was going to be like a forty dollar ride. Ew, and that's so we're nasty. just like, I'm uh, not that bad. I'll just drive. No, don't yeah, do that. that's forty dollars of bar money. Okay, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just exactly. Like we, yeah. It's also so, cheaper than a ticket. Um, but way I mean, cheap, if we want to get real, yeah. I mean, and some of us already had just had bad habits with that. Believe me. I mean, I have store. Like I didn't even know what what taxis really were. I knew what they were, but I had never ridden. What is one. this yellow car? <laughs> I I had real bad habits back in the day. So yeah, yeah, we've mm. all we've all been there. So yeah, but my my point of it is is that you know, probably more people than not have had those kind of situations happen. Oh yeah, you know, well, had those. Had those low times, that those, one. those rock bottoms, if you will, or even close to rock bottom and stuff like that. But, you know, we pick ourselves up. Yeah. You have to. And that's what you we do. You literally have to. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been wanting to have Lindsay on the podcast since before. Like, the very first night we met her, like, there was so much information coming out of her mouth about her life and how <laughs> what she's all about and stuff. And it was not overwhelming in a bad way it was just overwhelming and like holy shit this chick has lived a fucking life i mean you're not even 30 years old yet are you i just turned 30 oh you in just March. turned 30 yeah, that's just right turned 30. and i was just like listening to her stories like oh my god like i cannot even imagine i mean i've done drugs and i've drank a lot and i've done stupid stupid shit in my life yeah but but not i don't think i haven't really heard all the stories or i don't remember so I'm sure it's you. You seem like you've had a wild ride. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I, we've done some things, but I'm like, I feel like Lindsay's probably had. <laughs> pretty much when I turned 21, I'd already done everything. So I was like, wow. Yeah. This, okay, yeah. let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm sure we'll hear about it. But anyways, yeah, yeah. No. Well, I mean, that's the definitely. reason why we have her on the show. Yeah, yeah. Just to talk about yes. that. Because uh, yeah, we just we we like finding people that have you know, made a, made a change for the better. And, and even if, you know, you listeners out there, some of you haven't made a change for the better or are looking to, hopefully you can find some inspiration in this podcast in our shows and the people that we interview and stuff like that. And that's kind of what we're going with, with Lindsay today, because like she just mentioned, she's done a lot. She's, you know, had quite the life and everything. And there's always hope. There's always a way to turn it around if that's what you want to do. If you don't want to do it, great. Live your best life. But if you want to turn it around and stuff, it's, it's it's doable and people do it and that's what we're that's what we're going for right now. Yeah. So yes. yeah. It's Dude, pretty. I just feel like you went really deep right there for a second. I loved it. It was it was really good, but I was like, Whoa. it is deep. She's like, I'm like, hum. I mean, what do you want me to say? <laughs> no, <laughs> why did it? Nothing. I'm not making. If you want to be snorting coke I, off of strippers' asses, go for it. <laughs> I did it. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> To the Be Fucking Awesome show. <laughs> However you want to be fucking awesome, you do it. But if you're looking to, if you're looking to, you know, switch things around and if you feel like you might want another path in life, like, you know, other people yes. have done it too. It's fun to, it's, it's fun to hear stories of people that have turned life around or had, you know, the ups and downs and, and, you know, kind of figured out life. If you're in the darkness, and we never, there is light. We'll never, ever always, you know, figure out there life is... completely. But no, never. It's always good to grow and learn, and but this you is can part try to figure out your life. You can try to go as far as you possibly can. Well, that's, until what, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. do it for you know. You yep. can always learn, and you can always grow. Be, yeah, and yeah, never uh, a stopping point. Listening so. to other people talk about their struggles and their triumphs, and you know their wins and losses and stuff helps out a lot. So, 
Without further ado, how are you, Lindsay? I am good. How are you guys? Is it weird being in a chair with me in the other chair? No, I'm actually totally digging it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, structure. Right? I like it a lot. It's not even that much more structure. I just... Well, talk. you are really good on this type of stuff. Like, I can't... I bleh, You know? And <laughs> other people do well, too. But you're very good with this. Very structured. Very... Uh, you just got the rhythm and flow, and you can just do it, too. So... I think if you start knowing when you're speaking, you'll be okay. I don't, that's not even possible. <laughs> I'm just going back to the beginning when you thought you messed things up when you actually didn't do anything. It's not possible in any way. <laughs> One of the voices in your head maybe thought it was your voice coming out. It was because I made noises and stuff during the music. Yeah, I cut all that shit out anyway. No, and I didn't, at the moment in my head, I was like, oh, fuck, I just fucked that up. But I did hear you clear your throat before you said hello. Yeah, so I, I, always, was... <laughs> I always edit out the beginning. So then I went, oh, wait, maybe I am okay. And so then I had to ask, but I should have waited, but I can't. I don't know. So totally fine. like, all you did was say hi. <laughs> yeah, you're like, did I fuck that up? Well, never mind. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so we should probably do it every time just because, you know, it's entertaining. I love it. It totally is. A new and different April every time. A new and different April introduction every time. Right. <laughs> we'll never know which one we're going to get. It's going to surprise me every time, I too. <laughs> I do not have. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. One day you'll just not say a word the whole time. I'm like, what's your deal? What's going on? Like, hey. (laughs) Hope you guys are doing okay. (laughs) Dude, that hurts my soul to even pretend to do that (laughs) right now. Like, it's impossible. (laughs) Hi, I'm April. I'm being fucking awesome. (laughs) Have a great day. Who the fuck wants to be fucking awesome? No, you still gotta like you oh, know, oh you promote it, be, but just be you still gotta be like joyful in your words, just not in your tone. <laughs> okay, I went dark with that one. I mean you have to give people hope, but they'll just be like What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I should oh, be there's happy. Some or... out there that are like that. You're like, you're an inspirational coach or whatever. You have no personality. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a ton of them out there. Hey. But that's okay. all right. So anyway, back to Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Lindsay, you grew up down here in uh, southern Utah, right? Yeah, I did, actually. And uh, tell us about you. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us where Start it all started. Start from the beginning. Tell, tell us well. about coming out of your mom's vajiji. <laughs> How was it like? Once upon a time. What was it like? How was it like? How was it like? <laughs> How was that? <laughs> well, um, I, I, don't, I don't even know where to start. Um, I do just want to say that tomorrow is going to be my six-year anniversary of me being sober. Yes. Oh, and that, yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's part of this, too. Yep. Like that's, that's part of this whole thing. Celebrate good yes. times. Come on. Right? Let's go get loaded. Celebrate. <laughs> Let's go. Fuck shit up. <laughs> no, so I, I was essentially raised... Kind of by my mom and then, like, mostly by my dad. Yeah. Like, I I grew up with my mom for the most part when I was about 10 years old was when, like, my parents split. Um, And then I only lived with her for maybe, like, half of a year. And then my dad, excuse me, got complete custody of us. And, like, he was a single father raising us. Um, And then he met my stepmom, who I absolutely love and adore. Didn't at the time. I wanted to kill her secretly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But um, I absolutely love and adore her. I called her yesterday, wished her happy Mother's Day, and then we literally talked for like two hours on the phone. I was like, how does this happen? <laughs> I, I just wanted to say hi and bye. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, 
I'm going to kind of start and like pinpoint like where my addiction started. Yeah. Absolutely. And like when I started using. So it wasn't even like an impromptu thing. It wasn't like, I, oh, I'm going to wake up and get fucking high today. Well, yeah. Right. Of course. But um, I want to say that I started drinking at a very young age just because. I don't know. My my dad thought it was funny to give us like beer and like see the look on our faces, but I loved it. Like I absolutely love beer and I still love beer to this day. But um it was when I was like in middle school I was kind of getting like crazy mm-hmm. and like getting in trouble. Like I got shoplifting tickets, I defaced public property, I had to do like 3,000 hours of community service every day after (laughs) school was like from the time I got out of school to like five hours after that. And then I went home and did my homework and all that. It was, it was fucking crazy. But, um, you actually did your homework still during all this? Oh yeah. Like that wasn't an option for me. Like my, I had a, we might hear about that, but I was like, you would think that if you were doing other (laughs) shit, you wouldn't be doing homework either. (laughs) Well, so my, at the time I had a probation officer and like part of my probation was to keep my grades up. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cool. And then I remember I would get drug tested and always fail. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it was... It Were was... you into anything hard at that point or just, oh, like, yeah. weed? Oh. oh, yeah. Like, I, I only... I mean, I still smoked weed for a very long time afterwards, but I started experimenting experimenting with, like, um, like over-the-counter prescription pills, like Dramamine. I yeah, would just... take a bottle of Dramamine just for shits and giggles, just to see what it would do. I did take a bottle of Robitussin once, mm-hmm. of, like, a, the pill form and... So I never did Robitussin, because I was like, who the fuck does cough syrup? I thought I was better than that. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure it's, I'm like, the I'm going with same. motion sickness pills. Yeah, right? But yeah. anyways, like, yeah, so... Fuck. So my, my dad had... Still has a really bad back, and I remember he had this bottle of just lower tab 10s. Like just the sitting on the days. side of his bed yeah, like the huge but and they were like the blue yeah it was bad anyways and i didn't i wasn't even like into like shit like that but i had a friend that was over there with me and then he was like oh shit like your dad's got fucking pills it's like fucking takes them yeah i was like trying to be cool and i really liked this guy that i was hanging out with really? and i was like let's fucking impress this that's guy. right that's i do it all the time fun. And then, like, I started taking them, and I was like, fuck yeah, like, I can do my homework, like I, I can concentrate, I can work yeah, yep. you know, I can keep up on my grades. And it begins. Mm-hmm. And then it begins. So, my, like, throughout my addiction, like, my drug of choice at that moment in time is opiates. Yeah. Like, strictly, straight up opiates. And it was also at the time where my stepmom got prescribed, um actual Vicodin Mm -hmm. like it said Vicodin right on it and I was all about that shit yeah um and then like as I got older I was probably like 16 17 at this time and I was like hardcore into it and then I was like into where I had my own job I was making my own money and then but still had a really bad pill habit still had a really doing oh yeah did school well oh yeah did things okay okay I was a functioning a fully functioning addict no it happened it happened it was yeah it's crazy um but everything that like came along with it afterwards just my life completely spiraled out of control um I continued using and I started getting pill connections like people that I could buy from yeah, and just random people. And I was dating this guy, and he was like, "You've got a fucking problem." Blah 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 blah. I was like, "No, I don't. Like, I can fucking, I can just drop this shit, and like, I could be cool." 
But, like, I feel like something that I wish I would have known earlier is, like, what addiction is. Right. Like, what it truly what it, what like it What addiction truly is and, like, what it really does yes. to you. Yes, and it's insane. what withdrawal does to you and, like, the, the habits of an addict. Because I thought I was just living my life and I was just popping these pills and I was fucking cool. Yeah, because you're still paying your bills and still being oh, accomplished. Yeah. And, and, I mean, you weren't a mom yet. But, right. So, yeah, absolutely. So... And then I met my husband and because my husband's much older than me and he, you know, lived that life. He used to be in that type of lifestyle and, you know, his family and all that, like that was all that they did. And then when he told me that I was an addict, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what is that? Like what there's there's what there's nothing wrong with me, but I could not go a single day without it. Well, I was going to say, so so you must never really experience withdrawals because because you always had it mm -hmm. because then you would probably understand a little bit more about what was going on. What's crazy is like there were days that I didn't like have them. And I didn't know what was going on with me. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so but fucking sick. Very, but you didn't do it very long, right? I was like, what's out, wrong yeah. with me? And then I met him, and he told me about it, and I was like, oh my god, like I am a full fledged addict. Like I will literally do anything to get these pills. So you didn't go any further than that, though. Oh no, I went deeper oh, oh, and deeper okay, okay, and okay, deeper. Okay, oh I yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> oh she, yeah she already said she met her husband but i forgot you guys met early on because i yeah. was thinking that this was later on so i'm so like, oh. yeah i met my husband when i was 19 and okay, he okay. was Sorry. 25 so yeah i met him when i was 19 he was 25 and we i ended up getting pregnant and i i feel like this is something that i will always regret for the rest of my life as i used my entire pregnancy yeah yeah however when i did use i didn't like go on the streets to look for it or anything like my doctor prescribed them to me i told him i was like look i am an addict Mm -hmm. this is what's going on and he was like well instead of you getting them off of the streets he's like i'd rather prescribe them to you that way i know that you're gonna be okay like in a controlled way right in a a, a controlled way right right but i would freaking get him and just go ham on him you know yeah and even at that point, I still never knew, like, the the extent of where I was in my addiction. Um, and then I had my kid, and then I, that's still the only thing that mattered to me, was yeah. just getting high and getting pills and just doing whatever I wanted to do. And your parents weren't, like, really addicts or anything that you knew of, right? Like, they No, well, my mom, and, my mean, mom was on. an addict for sure. Oh, okay. But you weren't with, you lived with your dad a lot, mm-hmm. though, so... And they, so I'm just saying you weren't really around it. Like, to see right, what right. My dad was, was like, my dad was anti everything, like anti weed, but gotcha. he did drink and he smoked cigarettes. But yeah, but I mean, that, and that's, that's whatever. And that's, it's, that's not the norm that anything should be, but that's like the good old days. That's what people have been doing for years. Now. Right. But anyways, so, okay. So maybe that's one of the reasons why is because maybe my dad just didn't even know exactly what the extent of addiction was. Well, yeah. If you're not around it, I mm-hmm. mean, there's, I mean, it, it would be in my eyes because I have right. the opposite. But anyways, okay. So anyways, to make a long story short, I, I ended up moving to Las Vegas and at, I was trying to turn my life around, trying to get clean, whatever, whatever. And then I had been, we moved there in January of 2011. And I, at that point in time, I was a month and a half completely clean. And then I got pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor prescribed me um, promethazine with codeine. Mm-hmm. 
and he prescribed me painkillers because I was in, mm -hmm, yeah, and I was, I was actually in a lot of pain and I didn't even know that I had pneumonia until I had to be like rushed into the hospital and stuff. And I feel like that's what started it again, you know, cause I thought that, Oh, well here I am, you know, I'm in Vegas. I don't know anybody, blah, blah, blah. Then that happens. And it was like a huge setback for me because I was like, well, fuck, I remember what this high is like. I, I still love this high. And so then how old was Lucas? Lucas wasn't even a year old yet. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so then we get to meet someone in the neighborhood who is selling them. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And then we meet someone who hooks us up with a doctor that I can get a whole bunch of pills from. Just everything. And at the point, I was getting an entire prescription of um, opiates, an entire prescription of Xanax, Mm-hmm. And an entire prescription of somas, mm-hmm. and I was taking every single one That's of like them. That's the, like the trifecta every of single day for sure. That I think a lot. And you know, I thank God to this lucky day that I never once overdosed. As much as I took, I never once overdosed, and I don't know how or why or anything, mm-hmm. but you know. That's usually it, too. People don't really Yeah, know. and what's crazy is, like, in my addiction, like, I was such a private person. Like, I thought that nobody knew that I was using. Oh, You know course, what I mean? Of course. But it's, like, I didn't really know anyone that, like, would do pills with me, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, I never yeah. did heroin. I've never, ever touched so heroin. So you never ended, that's what I mean. So you never ended no, up going no, no, no. to um, other drugs is what I was getting at. Well... Oh, okay. Yes and no. Oh, okay. But you didn't go that route. Okay. Anyway. No, yeah. I never never did heroin. Never, ever Because once. you always got your supply, though. Because mm-hmm. usually it's when people cannot get their supply anymore, they turn to the street streets. Right. So, anyway. And I feel like I, I kind of learned my lesson about doing heroin before I even, like, even considered, even maybe, like maybe going, going there. Like, maybe going that direction, yeah. Yeah, because of my husband's family. Oh, um, good. So because, yeah. A little exposure. There. Yeah, a lot of exposure. And it was kind of like one of those scared straight moments. Like, I remember the first time I met my husband's cousin, I met him with a needle in his arm shooting up heroin. Jesus. And I remember at that point in time, I told myself, no matter how bad my addiction gets, I will never, ever in my life ever do that. And I never have and I never will. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but then my life started spiraling out of control even more. I was driving my car... All throughout Vegas on all these pills all at one time. Just fucked up. Like, don't even know how I'm getting home. Don't even know where I'm getting to where I'm getting. Like, You don't know where you're even going. Exactly. Don't even know <laughs> where I'm even thing. going. Yeah. That's what we just said. <laughs> and then um, I, you know, was kind of forced into an ultimatum to, like, not use or, well, they kind of used it as, okay, well, you can still get your prescription, but we're going to control how much you take type of thing. Yes. Okay. So they were in control of what I was doing, essentially. And, like, my my poor husband at the time, he just didn't know what the hell to do. Mm. Were you selling them? I was selling them, too. Yeah, because the quantity mm-hmm. you were getting, obviously. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But, but then that probably made you take more because you had enough quantity mm-hmm. to then take more for your yeah. addiction. But anyways, yeah. I ended up working at the bar in Vegas that I talk about. Um and then I feel like that's where my, my addiction got even worse oh. is because that's when I was introduced to Coke. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I would get tipped in Coke. I would go do Coke five minute bathroom break. I'd have regulars come in, give me drugs. And it was just the environment. You know what I mean? I was no, nobody cared. I mean, it's, it's a nightlife type thing. Yeah. I was going to say, I think Jimmy's even been there like mm-hmm. in bartending life, like at some places. 
Yeah. Not that he used that, but I mean, people have tried to be like, hey, here you go. And he's like, uh, I need money. <laughs> yeah. I need your fucking money for my bills. Okay, See, so. and at that point, though, like, I, I didn't even care. Like, and, Well, yeah, you were already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was literally only working to feed my addiction. Like, I would make, f- I, on a bad night, like, if I was just working in the restaurant part, I would make 40 bucks. And I would literally, on my way home, spend that $40 and get drugs. Yeah. I lost three apartments. Just I've been. From not paying. From not paying. I have starved my husband and my child. Mm-hmm. I would rather see myself high at this point in time in my life than give a fuck about anybody. Yeah. And that's what really started to scare me is I was like, I just didn't care. Yeah. You know, like there was no stopping me. There was no helping me. I was just at that point in my life where I, I could care less if I had died or overdosed, <clears throat> you know, and I never got caught, which is crazy. Like, I never went to jail for anything. I never, you know. Um, there was never a consequence. There was never a consequence. Yeah. And I That's think, what I mean. Like, you never ran out. You never yeah. had that consequence of the mm-hmm. law. And which is crazy because I know, like, a lot of... fuels the mm-hmm. fire. A lot of users, like, run into that. You know, they either, like, go to jail. All or, of it. They run yeah, into yeah, most yeah. of it. And then, you know, but it is still the same, you know, it's the same mm-hmm. battle. But they do have these little spots. Yeah, obviously. But anyways. I think one of the lowest points in my lifetime is when we had gotten... We had gotten evicted from the last apartment that we ever lived in in Vegas. And we were living in a weekly. And I was still working at the bar. And I was still doing me, whatever... And my son and my husband were starving. And they he stayed home with him, right? And he stayed home. And with that's my... why, so he wasn't working for mm-hmm. Okay. And they were starving, and I, I would rather get high. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't feed them. Like, I would ask other people for money to give them for food. And I just got high. Like, I'd... You just use other people for it, too, because mm-hmm. that's part of addiction. Oh, yeah. I used so many people, and, you know, I... It's crazy, though, because, like, getting sober and then, like, really realizing how I treated people and how I manipulated people into Seeing giving the me the things that I wanted and using them and taking their money with no regrets and, you know, ripping people off for owing them for drugs. And I – it was a total mindfuck. Like, it really it really messed me up, and it really made me realize, like, how big of a piece of shit as a person what I was. What was the turning point? Like, what happened that made you, or, I mean, it could have been a few things, I mean, but so, so if you were that deep. So we had actually lived with some people in Vegas, and we had actually, these are the people that we moved down there with, and it got to the point where they were like, yo, either you get sober, or you're not going to have anywhere to live. Yeah. And, like, your your husband and son can stay here, but you've got to go. And I was like, I have fucking nothing. Like, I don't. And then at that point in time was when I decided to get sober. Yeah. And then it was six years ago. Literally rock Yeah. On. Six years ago tomorrow that I made that decision. And which is crazy to think about because where I'm at in my life right now, like I, it's hard for me to remember myself as that person. Yeah. Did you detox naturally? I mean, did you do it at home? Like, did you go to a program? So or? I did a program. Okay. Good. Um, I mean, had most- I... Had I known more about the program, though, like, I wouldn't have done it. Like, I would, yeah, I would have done it on my own. Yeah, but you still reached out and got help, however. <laughs> so you did something. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's that the guilt kicks in. Things. I mean, anything we've done in our life, it kicks in a lot of times now that we are healthy and happy and in these good places. Oh, yeah. 
it comes back obviously even stronger. And that's part of the struggle Mm -hmm. is knowing how to also, it's not a battle anymore. It shouldn't be just know how to handle those. Right. When those feelings come up or you randomly at 4am have a memory of something that you're laying there in bed. It's like, you know, that's now you're on the other side of it to where you can, you know, you can learn how to get through that. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it it is, I mean, I haven't been to that extent, but it is crazy to write. It it does freak you out. It does make you go, holy fucking shit. I was a horrible person. And it was, or feel that way. Oh no, definitely. And like, sometimes I still like carry that guilt with me in my heart. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's something that I can never take back from my husband. That's something that I can never take back from my child. And, you know, I hope that he was young enough to remember or to not remember Remember. who I was at that point in time in my life. Yeah. But I, it's so crazy. Like the amount that I was using, like I should have died. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I come from a whole one side of my family Mm -hmm. where I, I mean, there's, there's still people alive that like, you know, my dad, my dad died of a drug overdose when I was like 12. So it's been around, but, um, like his best friends, like all, like it was like this group in high school that started out with these guys and girls, all couples and they partied and you know, it was the late eighties and, but then, um, you know, turning in just doing random like acid and just kind of shrooms. But then like my dad, it was weird to hear the story of in the nineties, he got a prescription because he busted his knee at skiing and got a prescription. And that's how that started. And then all the guys started doing heroin, but to see some of them are still alive and they've been doing it for 30 fucking years. And yeah. I think the thing, or it's not in the amounts and the things they got themselves into. I mean, I have like basically one of my, my ex stepdad, I guess I would say around in my life for the most part, he would take anything. I'm taking like, I mean like bipolar medication, like anything he could get his hands on. And just to, to feel different. My mind that he had never overdosed mm-hmm. and that, and he's done like, he's in right now for like his, I probably fifth or sixth prison time. Oh, wow. And, you know, in his life, he's almost, he's like late 50, you know, or he's like 52, 53. Anyways, it blows my mind. And the same thing, like how has he never overdosed yeah. with what he's taken or what he's, I don't know. And you know, what's the crazy though is like, in. but thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Thank the universe. I don't think God. Well, <laughs> I'm right, sorry. Right. <laughs> Thanks, figure, Satan. figure of speech. <laughs> I'm just playing. But what's crazy is like my husband is covered in tattoos, completely yeah. covered. Yeah. And I would say that about 70% of his tattoos are memorials to people who he lost to drugs. Because of, yeah. 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 And so was he ever in hard, hard stuff too? Like he experienced? No. Okay, okay. My, I mean, but my husband used to deal. It. He used okay. to deal like meth and like coke. But and he was the type of deal but not do all Oh, he of did it too. Oh, okay. Which okay. is crazy because I met my husband when he was overdoing that. I was going to say, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, which is, I'm, that's what I mean. He obviously didn't have, <clears> it sounds like not too horrible of a addiction right. part of it right my husband i it's weird to like hear people like talk about like the the things that he used to do because i'm like i could never imagine, imagine my husband doing that or yeah. you know what i mean that's good i mean that means that i in my eyes it's like hey it's mm-hmm. because you guys needed to come in at that time i mean obviously it was still a few years before you were able to get your shit together but right. that's not i mean <clears throat> hey you did mm-hmm. and um you know he at least luckily he was already had his yeah. shit, shit together so that and I, f- I feel like that's why him and I have such an amazing bond like together the bond of it. Mm-hmm. is because he's literally seen me from the person that I was to the person that I am today yeah and he was literally by my side through all of it yeah and I mean it sucks because he was and I don't resent him for this, but he loved me so much that he enabled me as well. He oh, didn't awesome. want to see me Absolutely. withdraw. 
He didn't want to see me sick, so he would go out and find things for me, you know. But I'm I'm glad there was that turning point where he's like, I I don't know. And when he came to me bawling his eyes out, grown-ass man, he's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. He's like, you have to get sober. I mean, you hear most people's stories. I mean, rock bottom with yourself absolutely has to come. But it's usually that turning point is whoever, whatever it was that you oh, still yeah. have mm-hmm. tells you that it's completely. And it blows my that's mind. That's when usually oh, people yeah. can have some sort of like an aha moment. Yeah. But you've got to have the complete ultimate rock bottom. Like oh, everybody, yeah. everything and everybody. Yeah. Some not though. I mean, some, like I said, you know, or not like I said, some wind up home. And it's crazy to think about it though. Like, I mean, I was homeless essentially. Like, yeah. or just, yeah. I, I had been robbed. I had been, <clears throat> I had been jumped. I had been sent to the hospital. Like I, yeah. Like the, I have a, a scar, I can't remember which side of my eye that it's on, but I remember that I had gotten jumped and robbed because I had drugs on me that they wanted. Yeah. And that was a, a really traumatizing thing for me to go to, like go through as well. But <clears throat> I think that if it wouldn't have, like if it wouldn't had happened the way that it happened as fucked up as it was, yeah. I don't think that I would have made the steps in my life that I made. Yeah. So how, yeah, how, so I mean, six years you said, mm-hmm. and, um, you still drink. I do. So drink, obviously drinking is just not something that triggers that. No. And, and in I some mean, people's eyes, like it's not, it. it's not total sobriety. Oh no. I know. Cause I already know how people think. Like they're right. going to be like, well, wait, that doesn't make sense. And it's because people have different triggers, people. Okay. It's not the same shit. Like, yeah. Anyways. Alcohol, alcohol was never yeah. an issue for me and it yeah. never you know, yeah. I can live without make, it, it or live, or, you know, but it doesn't make you want to do pills. Oh, absolutely not. That's and I, yeah. and I so feel like nothing to do with each other. No. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's definitely not a trigger for me. And I feel like where I'm at right now in my sobriety, I feel like I could have it right here in front of me and, and not even good. think twice. But I'm sure the first of this wasn't like that. I'm sure it was really fucking hard, like extreme. Well, you said you did a program, even though you didn't I mean, re- yeah, you it was, recommend it, but you did a program. It so was really were... hard, but at the same time, like I stuck to it. I yeah. stayed true to it. Yeah. I, I spent thousands of dollars on my recovery. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that in itself is a huge motivation for me. It's like, why would I go and undo everything that I just did? Yeah. You know, like it, and, and some people good. do. Which is good that, yeah. I was gonna say, which is good. Cause usually the, like, like we said before, research addiction, literally, yeah. Look into exactly what it does to your body physically. Oh and yeah. Blow your mind about how people can overcome it mm-hmm. because the things that it does isn't as is unreal. It's unreal. I, I didn't, I didn't know because. You know, people, even just as much as, like, cigarettes and stuff, like, you don't know right. the true, like, chemical thing that happens. Well, and, like, addiction and isn't necessarily... Is crazy. Right, and it's not necessarily being, like, addicted to drugs. Like, it could be sex. It could oh, be people, yeah. caffeine. Anything it could be... that triggers that part yeah. of the brain, and I can't remember what part, you know, that keeps that so highly stimulated that mm-hmm. that's all you want to feel. Like, like the like, endorphins? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's whatever part, that your addiction part, that right. literally... That's all it does. It just, it mm-hmm. wants you to constantly be feeding it and it takes over every part of your body. Oh, yeah. It sends all the chemicals. It sends all the receptors to like, no, you don't need to eat. You need to do this. No, you don't need this. You need to, like, it just, it flip-flops it. So where you're only, and then if you don't get it, you have the opposite, the withdrawal part yep. of it because that part's not fed and your other parts. Anyways, it goes on and on and on medically, but yeah. it's really crazy to me. It's always been something that's always been one of those because you know, I've had the drugs part in my life. I do not have an addiction personality. Yes, I love the greens, you guys. Whatever, okay? But I, that's not a... To me, that's not anything. And, 
I mean, if I really had to and it was like the end of the world and there was no more greens anywhere, I probably could get through it and be okay. See, what's crazy <laughs> is I, I don't used have an to love personality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I used to love to smoke weed all the time. Yeah. But for some reason where I'm at now, I'm just like, I, I can't fucking handle that. Like well, that's yeah. too intense for me. Yeah, no, for sure. But I, what? I, yeah, but so I don't, I don't have the addiction part mm-hmm. where I, you know, I've never tried anything too crazy. I, I, there's been a time or two with narcotic being around or there were some days of like ecstasy. There was a lot of days of ecstasy, done some shrooms and stuff like that, but I yeah. never, I never, yeah. Anyways, I never tried anything hard and right. I, and none of those things stimulated or kicked off this like. Ooh, you know, because I know some people that would do the coke, you know, with the ecstasy, and I just right. never got into that or anything. But then they were all hooked on that forever, like mm-hmm. just that kind of spiral. But you know, I have it in my family, like right. run rampantly in my dad's side of the family. I mean, my mom was an alcoholic and addicted to cigarettes for till she was like almost thirty, and then oh, wow. she completely. So, anyways, it just makes me. I'm always like want to know people's stories and how they do it, and what you know, all of yeah, it, because it just it's it's just something to me too to learn and you know what's what's crazy is like in in the whole entire like like addiction process like I was such a horrible person to my husband yeah like I cheated on him so many times yeah and just gave no regards to it I had no feelings I had and yet he still stayed amazing which is crazy he's he's my rock like he really is what do you do now I mean it's probably not as hard of a struggle anymore because you're you're going on to six years, you know. Right, you're kind right. Of got some, but are there certain things you do to help yourself? Say, I mean, you just yeah to help yourself be away. Did you stay away from all those people? Did you get away? I mean, oh, so you ended up moving back then, right? Yeah. Because, so I ended so up moving back Vegas, to St. So George. Uh huh. St. George, while you were clean or yeah, clean while down I was here. clean. Okay. Uh huh. Which is crazy because I I started my sobriety in Las Vegas. Oh yeah. But um, it's it's insane. So. I, for some reason, I've always been drawn here. Like, when I came back, I was like, I know why I came back. You know what I mean? Like, even though this is where my addiction rooted from, like, I don't have those people in my life anymore. Well, because Vegas is where it, like, spirals. Right. Right. And there's still people here that know me as, like, an addict or whatever. But, like, that's not me. Like... Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love it here. And honestly, I... I'm still trying to find what I can do to like still stay sober. Like I don't have, like I'm obviously not going to go out and use or whatever, but I'm still in that situation where I'm still trying to find myself. I'm still trying to find my balance in my life. Trying not to, you know, go crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, but you don't really have those kind of people around. I'm sure. mm -mm, And stuff like that to where it would be around you. And, you know, I feel like people respect my sobriety enough to where they don't come around if they are using, which is really cool. Because, like, we have a strict policy. Like, if you're fucking getting high, like, don't show up to our house. Like, because I'm the type of bitch now that will kick you the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that's kind of the way you have to be. If, oh, yeah. If you're going that hardcore with it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if, if you have that strong of resolve to to actually, you know kick someone out of your house, you know, like you don't want it around you, you don't want it around your kid and stuff like that. That's a oh, good yeah. thing. That's definitely a good thing. Plus, I mean, who needs the implications of the law coming around? Like if some, oh, for sure. if some neighbor calls on it or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, we've had that happen before where, you know, people have been smoking outside or whatever and the neighbors call and the cops show up and you're just like, I don't know, not us, must be somebody else, you know? <laughs> but it's like, why even have that fucking worry? You know what right. I mean? But, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've, 
you've turned it around. Like, what do you do nowadays? Like to, like if, if you get like the craving or if you get like some, not even a craving really, but if you get something that like, you know, maybe has a trigger where you're like, oh man, that would feel good or whatever. What do you do to like kind of calm yourself or like, what do you do to make it? You know, what's crazy is I reach out to my tribe, like literally like, and honestly, so I want to say about a month ago, like during this whole lockdown incident, like there was one day of solid, all I want to do right now is I want to get high. Mm-hmm. And that was the day that we dyed Easter eggs at Amanda's mm-hmm. house. And I was like, Amanda, fucking help me, dude. Like, I don't want to feel this way. I haven't, I haven't felt this way since I started my journey. Like, what is going on? And then she, she kind of broke it down for me. I was like, well, fuck, you're right. I was like, yeah. Like, I... I you know, I just reach out to her. And Amanda's like a really huge, a huge help to yeah. keeping me sane, you yeah. know. And she totally gets it. And she knows, she knows like who I am as a person and like how strong I am. Like she knows I'm not going to go out and get high. But it's just the feeling of wanting to do it is what scares me. Yeah. And I haven't felt that way since. So, I don't yeah. know. That's good. I mean... <clears throat> There's always, it's always good to have rocks you can like kind of lean on and stuff like that. Cause I'm sure it's not going to be the last time you feel it either. You know what I mean? Oh, no. In your life, you know, I mean, and, and it's good to have people, but I think, I think that's huge. Like everyone we talk to nowadays, it's like, what do you do to stay sane? I have a routine, you know? And once that routine's broken, like this fucking quarantine, you know, then your brain starts being like, well, you know, now life's not normal. What can I do to make it feel a little bit more normal? Right. And it comes out. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's good. And, uh. I'm sure having a kid now that's fun and crazy and keeps you on your toes helps you to... Uh... Definitely keeps me on my toes. <laughs> but I love him so much. He's a fun one. I just was in there. I had to use the restroom. I went in there and he's just like, hello, Jimmy. I'm like, no kid's ever... <laughs> seriously no kid's ever like most that. polite kid, yeah. And I know he's not like that at your house because you're his mom and that's right. how evil demon child is but um but it kind of makes me feel better to know that he's like that with other people with other right yeah i feel the same way about our kiddo because he i mean he's starting to be i feel like acting out more and more to me with the nose and mm-hmm. i'm not doing that and i've done it to myself right but um i know everybody else is like you know he's always so sweet and so nice and he just wants to help and do other I know. stuff it's always like coming back from little... grandma's house everyone's like they're like he is the most polite young man and i'm like mother's day are you fucking him... talking to him my kid? <laughs> at the neighbors. The neighbors were out washing their cars, and they have a bunch of kids different ages. He's over there helping them, and I, and I had to go get him because he goes inside the house to, like, start helping them sweep their house. I'm like, dude, Wait, you what? won't do that here. You're like, I got a broom. Anyways. Yeah. yeah he'll so, do it if he thinks he's, like, like in trouble or no. something like that. He'll go clean up something and then mess it up. I again. mean, I get it's kids doing it and stuff. It's not your own mom in your own house, but I'm just like, right. what? I'm, at least you're good to other people. <laughs> I mean, and that's all we can do is leave the next generation better than what we were, right? Yeah, they don't have to be nice to us. It's how the tradition goes with parents right. and kids. <laughs> I feel like as they get older and, like, learn to appreciate the things that are given to them and, like, they know that it had to have been worked for it in order to, like, yeah, I feel like it'll be a lot better. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, you sure. you have a kiddo at a, at a hard age. It's that right, that pre, pre-progressant. Yeah. So they're not, they're not like kid kids anymore. Like Atticus is still kind of just like, a, to me, like a young little kid, but he's right at the, you know, mm-hmm. Lucas is like, they get that stage. It's yeah. Of, it's a little mixture of everything. The teenager, but still kind of the young kid. Yeah. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to watch really them all hard. play together though. And I like boys, when all the kids get together. I know. No, our kids do really. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I mean, there's boys and girls in the mixture. Atticus is used to playing with girls so much. 
But yeah. yeah, he loves it. Like as soon as Lucas hit, he couldn't contain himself. I feel like they jive really well together <laughs> oh, they too. They oh, they yeah. totally do. Well, because they're both mischievous, mm-hmm. but they're both cute, like little. Yeah. You know, little little. They're nice. Good so the kids. Parents and, well, they're good yeah. kids in general, but they're you know mischievous and and I think that they uh, they do jive well together. <laughs> good old kids fucking everything up for us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a good time though. Um, so do you have any, like, I mean, we're pretty much almost at an hour already, which is crazy. So just parting, like, what do you, like, we've already gone over what you do to like kind of stay sane now, but do you have any advice for anybody that might be going through some of this where they might not think that they have an issue or they might not think they have a problem? Like, is that, is there even like a mindset that someone in that, in that like mind frame goes through where they, where they could have that reality check? You know what I mean? Like. In all honesty, like, I feel like it depends on who you surround yourself with. Because if it wasn't the people that loved me that told me what was going on, I probably wouldn't have recognized it for a very long time. Well, yeah. But, you know, I I will say that, you know, recovery is absolutely possible. Like, there, even if you were shooting up heroin every hour of the day, like, you can recover. Yeah. As long as you want it, you know. Yeah, yeah so that would be the key. You have to you want, have to it. want it you for do, yourself. Yeah, yeah, and it is a little bit hard. It's hard depending on where you live to get help. It is mm-hmm. really it can be really hard. That's like one thing to talk about. It can, and that I know that can probably be very frustrating and setting back to some. But right. again, how bad do you want it? You just have to yell at them and say, yeah. "I need help. Give yeah. me this help, whatever it is." You know, and then there there is there is help out there. But yeah, but um, I, but you're right. They hard. have to want it. Yeah, you have to want to, and you you can't do it for anyone but yourself. Like even, even if you're like, oh well, I'm gonna get sober for my kid. No, you've got to get sober for yourself. Say I do not. I feel like that would kind of cause like resentment towards your kid too. Right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. If you have to quote unquote give up something you love so much because you had a child, you might look at them the wrong way and stuff. So you have to have it in your brain that you want to do it. Yeah, probably cause all kinds too. Once you're done with your first little bit and kind of clean, like I'm sure those kind of people that aren't doing it for the right reasons too. Yeah. I mean, good for them, but they probably have a little bit harder And you know, which is crazy for me too, is like, because I used alone, like I didn't like use with anyone. I never did like the group thing. Like I never did any, I never like group things just aren't my jam. Like I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to stand up and tell you my story because you know what? Everyone goes through shit. Everyone yeah. has hard times in their life. Oh, you mean like the recovery meeting? Oh yeah. Like the, sorry. Yeah, sorry yeah. Like any group doing, yeah. doing the drugs. I was like, you did it? <laughs> no, no. I know. I was completely alone when I well, used. No, you did too. That's why yeah. I knew that. But then, yeah. I, and then uh, anyways, so yeah. No, anyway. <laughs> I was on but yeah, like I was just not that type of person. I no. can't, I mean, yeah. we all go through shit. Well, that's how you handle I mean, that's, that's yeah. fine. That's how you handle it or how you choose. I will say this though, like in, in getting sober, like I literally feel like I can fucking do anything. Like, you know, the power getting turned off. Oh, I could fucking do this. Let's do this. Like I can, yeah. you know, Yeah, there's not as much despair. No. That's and I, like, like, I don't like if things happen. It's not oh, yeah. as extreme. Cause you're like, do you know what I've been through? <laughs> like, yeah. I feel nothing. like I can literally take on anything. I do. Awesome. That's, that's a good awesome. superpower so, to have. I yeah. know, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to come out with it too. Like, you know, you're at one moment where you're just completely fucking lost, just mm-hmm. completely in the darkness and like it's almost just done. Yeah. And now here you are and you feel on top of the fucking world. Yeah. And you're completely fucking awesome. Should we say that? I am fucking awesome yeah. and I will say that. I can I can say <laughs> that I'm fucking awesome because I know I'm fucking awesome. That's cool. That's good. <laughs> yeah, no, we agree 100%. 
We love you to death. <laughs> You're like a member of the family, which is I why know. we wanted I to have you on. I love you guys, on. too. Yes. Yep. Very, very cool. I feel like uh, this could probably use a part two at some point. I think so. Because uh, definitely. an hour didn't seem like it was long enough to, no. to bounce around from I feel like to I topic. just, like, gisted, like, my my whole story, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have, to have you back and do a part two at some point. Mm-hmm. We'll have some structure to it so we can get into the nitty-gritty but uh yeah thanks for coming in glad you you're glad so you were uh, willing thanks to, for having me, you guys. to hang out yep it was awesome and uh as always we want you guys to be fucking awesome no Please. matter what you do no matter what you're going through there's always a light at the end of the tunnel always. if you want it am i right am i, I right say, absolutely I right say, forget the light at the end of the tunnel light that bitch up yourself yep and fucking get it done yeah unless it's like you well, know you a crack pipe get it done. <laughs> not oh, that tunnel okay. wrong tunnel you're right all right that direction <laughs> i just meant like instead of waiting for that day or i'm gonna i guess that's more for people that are like i'm gonna start working out tomorrow or monday or the next day sorry so it didn't really work in this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't light up a crack I, pipe if you're trying to stop no. smoking crack. No. That's not a good crack thing to do. Crack is whack. <laughs> yeah. Tis. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, thanks again, Lindsay. We love you very much. I love you guys too. We're glad you came in. We'll have you back real soon. Maybe we'll do it like for a next week one. We'll, we'll dive into a, to a week two, part two. Jimmy will actually have type thing. an outline. And so then I won't fucking say anything <laughs> so we can get through some of it <laughs> i mean it was an april interview today so i'll That's do mine cool. i'll do mine next week hey i will Perfect. say that i literally had just asked her what she did in those times to help herself and to calm herself down and then you literally asked the same question right after i do want to point that out i was doing very well <laughs> i was I, I tuned out you know what's crazy is i didn't like recognize that that was the same question <laughs> as soon as, as soon as you started throwing out medical jargon again i'm like fuck it no nope, i'm out i'm not gonna listen to this and i do apologize for going that direction but i am saying i thought i was doing very well i had us going we we're flowing you were going potty <laughs> But yes, it'll be be a lot better. (laughs) Sounds good. As always, we fucking love you. And I'll talk to you later. Okay, positive vibes and thoughts. Plays poker with the boys like he should. Never comes home with money because he's not really good. Intention standing higher than his shoulders ever could. But he stands a little taller when he's next to where you stood A Playboy subscription that he never reads But the seat goes down every time he pees Passing on the wine for the champagne of beers And he's got a way of alleviating your fears Cause he's a badass with a heart of gold He's got a motorcycle license but no motorcycle With some big old chops because he thinks the cool And it means it when he tells you that you're beautiful Oh, oh, badass and a loving machine With all sorts of value but none of them green When he's around your folks he tries to keep it clean He's not quite perfect but he knows all he knows how to dream He knows how to dream Hands big enough to consume your body 
You're not his ball and chain, oh no, you're his hottie. You hold you like a lover, and kiss you where it's naughty. And you only need the two of you to start a party, cause he's a badass with a heart of gold. He's got a motorcycle license, but a motorcycle is a big old chops because he thinks they're cool. And it means the wind, it tells you that you're beautiful. And I'm loving a machine with all sorts of value But none of them green when he's around you folks He tries to keep it clean He's not quite perfect but he knows all he knows how to dream He knows how to dream yeah, He knows how to dream Cigarettes and spice And when you cry He cries Told you the truth Even when he lies And when he fights oh, He fights But he makes it up to you By the end of the night Cause he's a badass With a heart of gold He's got a motorcycle license But no motorcycle With some big old chops Because he thinks the cool And it means that when it tells you that you're beautiful oh, 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 Badass and a loving machine With all sorts of value But none of them green when he's around you folks He tries to keep it clean He's not quite perfect but he knows all he knows how to dream He knows how to dream He knows how to dream 